Hello my friends, welcome to Digital Academy. I got a couple uh, cool ones to check out today. This first one, you may have heard of uh, The Catcher in the Rye. You might have read it in high school. Um, although if you're a more, um, if you're a bit younger, you probably didn't because it's, I don't think it's currently still in the curriculum, although it was certainly when I was still in high school. So let's check out this. This is another one of these ones that I want to include in this library of videos um, or in this collection of videos because I want to um, make a real attempt to hit some of these classics, uh, important pieces of literature. All right, so on my hit list for the next few weeks, I want to get into this in 1984 and Animal Farm and Brave New World and Lord of the Flies. Uh, I already did Fahrenheit 451. I want to start getting into some books too. All right, so I'll do some for fun ones and some for some, a little bit more uh, uh, depth ones. Okay, cheers. Anyways, love you guys, man. This is fun. This is, for me, this is psychotherapeutic, man. And uh, my daughter's still sleeping and my wife's doing a work meeting. Um, then I got like maybe half an hour here. So I'm going to try to, you know, watch a couple interesting videos with you. You guys rule, man. You guys are awesome. Okay, let's do this. Digital Academy. That's cool, right? Right before the sound starts. The Catcher in the Rye is about alienation. The main character, Holden yep. Caulfield, wants to make a... The Catcher in the Rye is about alienation. Yep. That's exactly what it's about. And I wonder, I'm wondering, and alienation means feeling alone. If you feel alone right now, I, I, actually, you know what? Right now is probably not the time to read Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye is a disturbing book. I read it when I was probably in my early 20s. And it troubled me. It's one of those books. It's a relatively easy read. It's not a long book at all. If you're a, um, an avid reader, you could read it in a day. If you're a bit slower reader, you could read it in whatever, like a few days. It's not a long read. It's really only, I think it only occurs over a couple of days in this, in this guy's life. Um, but so much of it is his thought process and what's going on in this, this, him dealing with alienation, right? Feeling alien, like you're an alien in a, in an alien world, right? So alienation is just a term that means like a, it's a psychological state, right? So you could be alienated and still have a lot of people around you. So that's how it's different than a word like isolated. It's a alienated is a psychological emotional state. Holy man, can I overkill that point? But now, just so we have that context. Connection with other people. But almost every so scene in the book shows him trying to, to do people. this and failing. The book is yeah. set in the 1940s. Holden is a 16-year-old boy from New York City, and he's recently flunked out of several prestigious boarding schools Holden. because he doesn't apply himself. Holden tells his story from a tuberculosis rest home. Readers today tend to assume he's in a psychiatric facility, but that's not actually true. He tells us at the end of the first chapter that he practically got TB and had to come out here for all these checkups. He does speak with a psychoanalyst at this facility. It's just so much, this is, I forgot that he talked to a psychoanalyst, but this is very interesting, right? So this is a weird book because at a certain level in Catcher in the Rye, not a lot happens, right? Like it's weird, I just looked up and I, caught out of my corner of my eye a book called around the world in 80 days and like in that book it's like constant ups and downs and turns and twists and in this book it's it's really one guy depressing around his felt sense of alienation but a very bright person 
right? And, and, and then he has these interactions with the psychologist, the psychoanalyst, which just means a, a psychologist that, well, traditionally psychoanalytics is like the school of psychology that comes to us from Freud. Who encourages him to write his story. He gets sick because he spends three days just before Christmas roaming around New York City, sleeping very little, smoking and drinking a lot, with no winter coat, and in a state of intense emotional distress. So it is true that his emotional problems lead to the breakdown in his health. Yeah, so in this book, you, you, it basically just jumps in and you're, you're hearing his thoughts. Wow, this, guy, this kid's like walking through New York. Well, he's not a kid. I think he said, they said 22 or something. He's walking through New York. And having all these, maybe younger actually, I think he's in his late teens, um, having all these kind of doubts and thoughts of negative self-worth and all this kind of stuff. At the start of the novel, he's just been expelled from a school called Pensy Prep. Everyone at the school is at a football game, and he's isolated from everyone, looking down on it. Okay, so, his first thought is so to go school. say goodbye to a teacher he likes, Mr. Spencer. Mr. Spencer is in bed with the flu. He challenges Holden about the fact that he doesn't do any work and doesn't seem to care about his future. Even though Holden was the one who wanted to talk to Mr. Spencer, he gets out of the room as quickly as he can, because he doesn't want to talk about why he doesn't apply himself, and it's bothering him that Mr. Spencer is old and his chest is sort of bumpy looking. Ackley, one of Holden's neighbors in the dorm, comes to visit Holden, but he irritates Holden because of his personal habits. So see, this is they're eventually going to talk to you about how at one point he orders a prostitute and then she comes and he's so disgusted with himself he he sends her away and it's like it's interesting because he's having all these attempts at relationships right like he wants to leave this school so he wants to go talk to his most his favorite teacher of all time and he gets there and as soon as he gets there he can't wait to leave and he keeps having all of these kind of empty social interactions and this is key to this alienation motif or theme and his insecurity Holden's roommate, Stradlater, comes in. Stradlater is getting ready for a date with a girl Holden knows named Jane Gallagher. Holden yeah, spends a lot of time annoying. with Jane during a summer in Maine, and he likes her. He tries to he tell Stradlater her. how special she is. Right, so this is, you can kind of read into this image. This, And again, I'm going to pause a bit and talk because these spark notes are really good at in about nine minutes telling you a whole book. But because they're trying to do a book overview, they're sometimes not the most engaging videos in the world even though their informational content's really high I like using these in class actually um but pick, put yourself in this position right in this book you're hearing the thoughts of the guy in the red hat so now he's in the situation where he's like getting ready to leave and all of a sudden this guy comes in his roommate this guy that's like everybody's best friend captain of the football team whatever i don't know if that's actually true but I th i'm sure he's on the football team and uh he's getting ready for a date with the girl you like annoying right this guy's like what the hell he's listening to this guy get ready to go on a date with a girl he doesn't really even care about but the guy in the red loves by describing one of her quirks how she would play checkers and not use her kings but keep them in the back row Stradlater could care less he asks holden to write an english composition for him while less. he's out on his date holden writes the composition describing his younger brother ali's baseball mitt which ali had written poems on so he could read in the outfield Holden tells us that Ali died three years before of leukemia. So at this moment, we know that the root... That's the other thing. Sorry to keep pausing. I'm going to pause this video a lot, though. His, this, there's just all these themes, right? So, again, this is a very weird book. And 
this is the reason why this book I think gets some negative hype is it's easy to read this book and get in a worse mood right so I would be a little bit slow with rec- I don't know I think it's also important though and bad moods aren't always without use and I think well I don't know just add to this guy's mental turmoil the fact that his, his little brother who he loves just died too right so he has all these compounding uh, mental tensions of Holden's problems is that he's mourning his brother he gets in a fight with Stradlater when Stradlater comes back from the date Stradlater doesn't like the composition much but more importantly he won't tell Holden about the date and Holden's worried that Stradlater tried to have sex with Jane so he tries to hit Stradlater and Stradlater gives him a bloody nose Holden decides to leave the school even though he's not okay so now remember we're just adding up all this the shittiness in this guy's life right so now the the guy that the girl he likes just went on a date with the guy he hates he calls the guy out on it they get in a fight he loses the fight then he so it's just like every thing is just it's just worse it gets worse it gets worse supposed to go home for several more days on the train to new york holden meets the mother of another boy in the school whom holden thinks is a bastard holden lies about his own name calling himself rudolph schmidt and he makes up stories about the woman's son, Ernest, saying that Ernest is the nicest and most popular boy at Pensy. He also says he, Holden, has a brain tumor that he's about to have removed. He tries to flirt with the woman, suggesting that they get drinks in the club car. She's nice. So this is what's so cool about this book and how it's so multi-layered is because you're hearing this conversation, right? So he's talking to this woman, but then the uh, J.D. Salinger, the writer, also does a great job of giving you a glimpse into his thought process. So it's like, it's this weird collaboration of dialogue and internal thought. Um, so in this book, it, it happens over a few days, not a ton happens, but a lot happens at the same time. You know, there's a reason why this is considered a classic. ...to him, but she points out that the club car is closed and she gets off in Newark. Holden gets to New York and thinks about the people he could call because he wants to see someone. He thinks of his sister, Phoebe, Jane Gallagher, another girl named Sally Hayes, and a friend named Carl Luce, but he changes his mind and doesn't call anyone. Holden tries to bond with a taxi driver, inviting him to have cocktails with him, and asking if he knows where the ducks in Central Park go for the winter. The driver isn't interested. Holden checks in at the Edmont Hotel, where he sees other guests that he says are perverts. One man is cross-dressing, and another couple is spitting at each other in their room. He sort of likes what he sees this couple doing, but it bothers him that he likes it because he thinks if he were fooling around with a girl he likes, he should respect her more than this. It's very late at night by now, but Holden decides to call a woman named Faith Cavendish. He's never met her, but he got her number from a friend and he heard she used to be a stripper. He tries to get her to meet him for a cocktail or let him come to her apartment, but she won't. Holden goes downstairs to a lounge called the Lavender Room where a band is playing. He sits with three women from out of town and as you can see he's this kid is just like this is so painful almost and the book is more painful because here you're just hearing the story in and i've made this point a few times in the book you're also hearing all his thoughts around this and the guy is just so desperately just trying to have any kind of connection and and it's just heartbreaking scene after heartbreaking scene and dances with them they let him buy all their drinks and cigarettes, but they laugh at him because he's so young, and they depress him because they're so ignorant. He thinks about Jane Gallagher, 
whom he actually likes, and still gets mad thinking about. So he still. So this is why this. It's so complex. It's like he wants to be the person that loves this girl, and that's a good person. And he doesn't experience himself as that, and it causes alienation, because his ideal self and his actual self are very, very different. And and that causes a, a mental tension. I'll just use that term. Brad later hitting on her. He goes to a bar in Greenwich Village to see a jazz pianist named Ernie. Ernie plays well, but Holden thinks he plays too well, and he knows he's good, and he pretends to be humble, so he's phony. Holden sees a woman who used to date his brother, and she wants him to have drinks with her. Phony. I forgot about that. So you know how you hear, oh, this guy's a phony, this guy's fake, he's a phony. It's a phony, phony. That's phony, you know. Uh, that's a big time Catcher in the Rye reference. I didn't catch her in the Rye. This guy thinks everybody's a phony. And uh, it's like, you know, this guy that's going on a date with the girl he likes, he's, he acts like he's this perfect guy, but he's he's really just putting on a show. He's a phony. These girls are all phonies. This guy is trying to be like a, act like he's like a professional musician. He's just a phony. It's just like a rigged piano. It's like everything's fake and crappy and without meaning. Alienation. And her date. But he thinks they're phonies, so he leaves. The elevator operator at the hotel, named Maurice, offers to send a prostitute to Holden's room, and he agrees without having time to think about it. So he a agrees. prostitute named Sonny comes to his room. He's hoping to lose his virginity to her, but when she gets aggressive with him, he becomes uncomfortable and says he's recovering from an injury and can't have sex. She asks for $10, but Holden will only give her 5 the price Maurice quoted. She leaves, calling... I don't know if there's a harder scene in any book to read than the prostitute scene in Catcher in the Rye. Because the kid, the guy thinks it's what he wants. And then when she comes over and he sees her and he realizes her sadness... And she realizes, he realizes her sadness. It's a deeply psychological scene. It's a very troubling scene. Calling him a bum. Sonny and Maurice show up at his door to collect the other $5. Holden practically breaks down in tears rather than pay it, because Maurice lied about the cost. But Maurice punches him in the stomach, and Sonny takes the money, and they leave. Holden sleeps just a few hours, and the next morning he calls Sally Hayes to make a date. He's dated Sally before, and she likes him. He thinks she's attractive, but he doesn't like her as much as Jane. He has breakfast in a diner, where he talks to two nuns. He thinks they're interesting, but while they're talking, he worries they're going to ask if he's Catholic, which spoils the conversation for him. He decides to call Jane, but he hangs up when her mother answers. See, notice how like every time he's trying to have an interaction with someone, there's his own internal conflict that's preventing that in any kind of depth actually uh being met right so it's it's this alienation this idea of he's psychologically experiencing the situation as being alone he goes to central park hoping to see his younger sister phoebe without having to go home he asks a girl in her class where phoebe might be and the girl suggests the museum holden goes to the american museum of natural history 
He loves the displays and glass cases, which have been exactly the same since he was a little kid. Holden meets Sally for his date and takes her to the matinee of a Broadway play. Sally annoys him by talking to a boy she knows from another school, whom Holden thinks is a phony. They go to Rockefeller Center to skate, and Holden tries to convince Sally to run away right then and live with him in a cabin in the woods, where he'll get a job pumping gas. She obviously likes him, but she wants him to be a normal boy and to go to college and get a real job. He calls her a pain in the ass, and she storms off in tears. Holden calls Jane Gallagher again, but there's no answer. Holden has drinks with a friend. He always thinks he wants these things, but he does. Friend from school named Carl Luce, who's several years older than him and living in the city now. Holden remembers Carl Luce as being sophisticated and liking to talk to the other boys about sex. And Holden has a lot of questions on his mind about sex, because he's attracted to girls he doesn't really like, like Sally. But he really wants to be with someone he likes a lot, like Jane. But he's drunk and too pushy with his questions, and Carl Luce tells him he's immature and he should see a psychoanalyst. Holden calls Sally, drunk, and tells her he still wants to come over and help her trim her tree. She says yes, but tells him to go to bed and call her back later. Holden sneaks into his own family's apartment so he can see his sister, Phoebe, without having to see his parents. Phoebe's happy to see him, but upset that he flunked out of another school. She accuses him of not liking anything or having any ambition since Allie died, and he says he does have a fantasy he likes. Of him. So now keep in mind, during this movie or sorry during the book he continually mentions how his sister is like the one thing he cares about himself rescuing young kids before they run off a cliff while they're playing he's basing this image on a robert burns poem that he's misremembering holden doesn't want to stay home or go back to the edmont so he calls a former english teacher named mr antolini at one of holden's schools holden remembers a boy being bullied until he jumped out of a window and killed himself mr antolini picked the boy up so Holden respects Mr. Antolini. Mr. Antolini huh. warns Holden that he's going to need to figure out what he wants to do with his life, and whatever that is will probably require applying himself in school, and that if he reads, he'll find that other people have been morally and spiritually troubled like him, and left value. Boom. That's the other thing about this book. I forgot about that part. That, uh, the value of reading. Right in Salinger, the author of this book, makes this point in some pretty intense ways and i would i would echo echo that um that one of the values in reading one of the values of say you're 20 years old right now and you're watching me uh, some 40 year old guy talk about catching the riots like why does it have value well because you're maybe going through stuff now that feels like a lot of this mental tension and a lot of confusion and alienation like not even to mention all the crap with covid19 or whatever and it's like other people have went through mental trauma and mental tension too, and some people wrote it down, and some of the things they wrote down might help you, right? And understanding some of these things might help you become stronger and help you deal with the, you know, the, the dragons in your own life. And I think that's part of the incredible value of, of written language is our ability to share emotions and stories and ideas and thoughts and experiences over time all right that got a bit preachy but but it's a it's an important this talk with this teacher comes at an important time in this book right because everything's going like shitty 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 and then all of a sudden he has this like well he meets somebody that actually gives gives a two cents about him records of their thoughts 
Holden's not really listening, because by now he's completely exhausted and starting to get sick. Holden sleeps on the couch, but he wakes up because Mr. Antolini has put his hand on Holden's forehead and was looking at him sleep. He freaks out, thinking Mr. Antolini's a pervert. He runs off and sleeps in Grand Central Station for a few hours. The next day, he goes to Phoebe's school to give her a message to meet him at lunch, because he's running away. See, he has this, like... Got that putting the hand on his head thing. I don't. I don't think in the book it actually implies that he actually is doing anything wrong. I thought that that was actually a positive character, but again, in this book, this this is why this book is so depressing because it's like, you know, the metaphor of like things falling apart. Like it just it, this it keeps falling, keeps crashing around. Everything's phony. And going to hitchhike out west. In her school, he sees the words "fuck you" graffitied on the wall, and he rubs it off. Phoebe meets him at the American Museum of Natural History, where the glass cases were, but she wants to run away with him, and she gets furious when he won't let her. His they sister. walk off, and Holden eventually leads her toward the zoo, where she gradually stops being angry at him. Holden buys Phoebe a ticket to the carousel, and he watches her ride it a few times. It's raining, and he's starting to get sick, but he's finally happy. That's the end of Holden's story. He says he got sick after that and came out to the rest home and that he's about to move back and start another school, and he'll probably apply himself, but you don't know you'll do something until you do it. He says he misses everyone he wrote about. For more information about The Catcher in the Rye, check out The Catcher in the Rye. And then it's just kind of over. And really, that's one of the things that is the toughest about Catcher in the Rye. If you just went and picked it up today and read it, and it's like right when you're, it's over, and there's no closure. It's, it's a very closure-free story. But uh, talk about something that'll sit with you. It's almost like a writing version of, of a Black Mirror episode. If you watch the show Black Mirror, um, there's a, it's not a futuristic dystopian, but there's a, there's a kind of a nihilistic negative alienation theme right but I think that captures the experience of a lot of people in there a lot of young adults so yeah catcher in the rye classic all right I hope you uh, enjoyed that video now it's on you to go out and you know have a good day be a good person take care of the people around you and uh yeah stay cool cheers thanks for watching man you guys are awesome